Welcome back to another edition of the Pennsylvania Prisons and Parole Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Tarkowski. Today, we'll continue our trip around the state, checking in with two more facilities. A bit later in the show, we'll hear from Holly Quist at SEI Benner Township, who will tell us why her facility's location in Center County makes it a natural choice to serve as the DOC's transportation hub. But first, we'll welcome Christy Schenk from SEI Somerset. So SEI Somerset was one of five prototypical prisons dedicated back in 1993. That means it's not rich with 100 plus years of history, but prototypical doesn't mean cookie cutter or boring. Christy Shank, superintendent's assistant with SCI Somerset, is joining us here today to tell us about the important role that the facility plays in our system. Can you start by telling us a little bit about the laundry facilities at SCI Somerset? We serve all the state prisons as well as state hospitals, veterans, nursing homes, Indiana Hospital, um, some rehab facilities, and Gettysburg College by doing their laundry. We are one of four laundries uh, within the Department of Corrections. Uh, we have over a 30... 30,000 square foot commercial laundry uh, and we serve 15 different customers across South Central and Southwestern Pennsylvania. We employ 97 inmate workers, two supervisors, four four persons and six equipment operators. Our laundry operates eight hours a day, five days a week and we process on the average of 23,000 pounds of laundry per day. It's a lot of laundry. So you're saying you, you don't just do laundry for state correctional institutions or within the DOC, but you also do work for other state agencies. We have contracts with other state hospitals, um, some uh, veterans nursing homes, some other private hospitals and rehab facilities, and Gettysburg College is also one of our uh, customers. And you mentioned that uh, there are inmate workers, so you're teaching kind of a job skills and providing a service at the same time. That's correct. A lot of our inmate workers, uh, if they get get re-entered into society, a lot of the skills they use um, while working in the laundry, they can take with them, and that would be an employable skill for them to have on the outside. Because people might think that, you know, laundry is something that can translate to the outside, but we're talking big industrial machines. This isn't like uh, working your, your washing machine at home, right? Correct. We have 22 dryers that range from 125-pound capacity up to 460-pound capacity. We have eight conventional washers that range from 50-pound capacity to 480-pound capacity. And we have a one 10-model continuous batch washer. It's like a tunnel washer. And it can process 4,000 pounds of laundry per hour. Then we also have two ironers for flat work finishing. That would be like sheets, pillowcases, bedspreads. And we have three small piece folders, which folds like tiles, bibs for the nursing home patients, or gowns. Um, we have a steam tunnel, and we have one hothead press. We have three box trucks and six tractor trailers for customers' pickup and delivery. They put on an average of 195,000 miles a year, our trucks. I'm just more impressed with the, the you mentioned a, a machine that folds your laundry for you. I, I want to get one of those for my house. That's the worst part of doing laundry is the folding part. Well, that and putting it away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some of the most popular content on our social media pages has to do with the various dog programs at our facilities. I kind of tend to lump them together in my own brain as just dog programs, but I think every program has a very specific mission and um reason for being. Can you tell us about the K-9 Partners for Life at SCI Somerset? 
Sure. Um, our, our program here is called the Canine Connection. It was started in um, 2015, and it had 12 handlers. One thing that makes our program unique is that we are the only whelping uh, facility within the state. Uh, that means that we bring the puppies after, when they're about four to five weeks old, they come here, and the inmates uh, play with them and potty train them and get them socialized for a while. And so they stay with us for a little bit, but then they will go on to their other, other parts of their training. We love, we love it when we have puppies here. Everybody loves puppies. Um, our favorite, one of our favorite puppies, one of my favorite puppies from the program, his name was Chaos. We recently got news that he's going to graduate from the program as a service dog, which is what we aim to, to do with them. That's what, that's what our, our hope is for. They don't all make it, but when one makes it, we love it, especially when it comes from, from our facility. So you get them as puppies and start the training to be service dogs right from the beginning, huh? Yes. They're like, they come to us about four, like I said, they're around four or five weeks of age and their mother comes too, but um, we try to give them a little time away and give the mom a little time away from them <laughs> to get them socialized and, and house training, crate training, a few, they learn a few basic obedience skills and we play with them and the inmates like to give them a lot of love so they get that that from the very beginning what's it like to have a dog in on the block what what does it that bring well the, our dogs are all housed on our g block which is um that's where our outside clearance inmates are they can go outside the fence to work and and that sort of thing but it's fun to go on the block and there are all these puppies in their little cages you know playing and whimpering it's kind of a stress relief actually from <laughs> the everyday stuff around here the inmates take them to work with them they take them to school with them um sometimes they come up here in the office area like our office areas if they need to go out to the vets we have staff that are volunteers with canine partners for life as well is it hard to say goodbye it is hard to say goodbye especially for the inmates they get really attached to them but it's part of that giving back. And that's one thing that I wanted to talk about, the, the culture of giving back at SEI Somerset. I know both uh, inmate organizations and staff have kind of that culture of giving baked into SEI Somerset. What are some of the programs that you're most proud of? I'm very proud of our Sergeant Bozerman scholarship, which it turned a tragic, sad thing into a, a very good thing. Since 2002, we have given three different scholarships um, to the tune of about $8,000 to three different recipients. Uh, a lot of that money was raised by fundraisers here, uh, golf scramble, um, a lot of different things. Another thing I'm very proud of is our cover, our cover unit, our cover group. Um, they recently are having a fun drive for the Women's Help Shelter for Valentine's Day where they provide personal hygiene. We're we're donating, everyone's to donate uh, personal hygiene products, um, scarves, socks, mittens, uh, or money to, you know, to help them make their days a little bit brighter. Over Christmas, our staff, um, we're so giving here. We were able to give um, 62 kids from various programs in our county uh, Christmas gifts. We had a huge stack of gifts. We also did a spare change drive that totaled like $230 to 
So that gave the kids um, like a Christmas Eve pizza party. Our oh, cover team also. I'm sorry. I was say that how fun. I would never think of that. Just a spare change in your pocket, um, coming together just for for like you said, a little little pizza party for for the kids on on Christmas Eve. It must have been very special. Yeah, we they had they they. I've worked with the Children's Aid Home, which is one of the programs that we helped, and those kids are so thankful for this kind of stuff. Um, our cover team also participated along with our CPL doggies on um, some Halloween events. There was a trunk or treat at a local church, and um, our lake, our local lake, just built a walking trail around it. So we did treats on the trail there. That was that was a fun event. It was well received, and it was huge in the area. So I'm I'm really proud of our staff here for doing those kind of things and making things better for the community. One thing that people might not realize is that our facilities are a big part of the communities in which they reside, right? Like you're a major employer in Somerset County um, and, and uh, you know, your municipality, and you have a big impact there. Your, your staff giving back really uh, supports the local community. Correct, we do. We are one of the largest employers in Somerset County. We're a rural county, so, um, you know, our folks, we buy a lot of our supplies locally, what we can, and... So yeah, we we do give back in in many different ways. And not just the staff, but tell me about the uh, inmate organization SOAR. Well, we have an inmate organization here that's called SOAR, and in 2023 they donated over seven thousand dollars to um, two different agencies. They love the Canine Protection, which is our local um, our local dog program, and they also gave about thirty two hundred dollars to a veterans outreach program. So that's their own money that they're earning through their jobs, um, that they're giving back to SOAR. SOAR has fundraisers. They do hoagie sales and, and things like that to make keep the inmate morale up. But then also the, the funds that they raise through these sales go towards the community as well. Trying to build a better community for when they return. And that's one of the big things that we always talk about on this show and, and really throughout what we do in corrections is the fact that over 90% of the folks that are incarcerated today will at one time, at one point, be going back to the communities that they came from, and, and we try to leave them better than when we found them. Education is a big part of that, and I know SEI Somerset is very proud of its GED and Commonwealth Secondary School Diploma, or CSSD, program. Yes, it's actually the HSD program. Um we are very proud of that. We are one of five jails within um, the state that offers a special education program. Um, we, in 2023, we were able to bring three different universities into this institution, and they offered five college classes. Um, most of them were from Pittsburgh, the University of Pittsburgh, Carnegie Mellon, um, and the University of Pittsburgh from Johnstown. In 2023, we had 42 students earn their diploma through the HSD program, which is the Commonwealth Secondary Diploma um, program. And we had eight students earn their GED in 2023 as well. And what's next for SCI Somerset in 2024 and beyond? What's uh, what's coming up that people should be getting excited about? Well, um, our, CWP crew, uh, our CWP crew was reinstated in October, and since then we've logged 800... 1,857 hours. Um, so pause you there, there, CWP, Community Works Program, right? Correct, sorry. Um, <laughs> we've 
so that goes, we help nonprofit groups in the community to spruce up ball fields, parks. Um, I know they go out and help with festivals if requested, that sort of thing. Um, we also just added a new unit here. It's a capital case unit. It's one of the only two of the kind for males in, um, the, in Pennsylvania. The other one is at SCI Phoenix. When you talk about the community works program, you mentioned that it was just reinstated. That was a something that was on pause because of COVID, right? Yeah, Harder to get folks out of the facility and, and into the community when, when you have uh, those kind of restrictions that we saw in the last couple of years. Correct. Yeah, it was it was just on pause um, due to COVID. And what kind of work do the, the guys do when they go out? What are some examples? For one job they did, um, it was actually at my high school where I graduated from they did the uh, dugouts like in the base at the baseball field they painted and did some work there um sometimes it's churches like need maintenance work painting um and that sort of thing maintenance that you know that they don't have the staff or the the funds to 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 pay someone to do it Always interesting to hear about the ways that our staff members and the inmates at our facilities give back to the communities in which they reside. Chrissy Shank, Superintendent's Assistant at SEI Somerset, we appreciate you joining us here today and, and talking about the facility and what makes SEI Somerset special. Thank you. Thanks to Ms. Shank for joining us and for the rest of the staff at SEI Somerset for all they do. Now, let's head northeast to one of our newer facilities, SEI Benner Township and Superintendent's Assistant, Holly Quist. So we know that Benner Township is one of our newest facilities opening its doors in 2013. Are there any highlights or memorable stories from its first, uh, I guess, decade now? So Benner Township did open in 2013, and um, I even know myself, I was um, employed and worked at SCI Crescent. Um, so Benner Township opened, and it was kind of... It was a trying time because you were merging staff, you know, that were just, um, you know, with the closure of Crescent, they were, you know, they were here. They did not want to be here, you know, so it was kind of, it was a hard, challenging time, not to mention that you're bringing a brand new jail online. And it's funny because I remember the boss that I worked for previously to, you know, coming here says, oh, a good nine years in Benner Township, it'll be like a normal facility. And I remember chuckling to myself saying nine years. And he <laughs> That'll was, never happen. Uh, we'll never get there. Uh, Yes, yes. And it, and and it was it was probably about nine years. I mean, because you figure it's a brand new facility, there's nothing in it. So everything that you need, you have to put it here, you know, so trying to figure out everything that you needed, it, it was kind of challenging, along with, like I said, staff that did not want to be here, you know, because there were some people that lived five minutes from SCI Crescent that are now forced with traveling and, you know, traveling an hour and 15 minutes to get here. Um, so while it is one of the newest facilities, now for myself, I started in a prototypical jail. So whenever I came here, it was just like being back what to what I was used to, yeah, you know, the so, same look and feel, right? That's what they call it. Did. It really did. Yes. You know, but um, so really those are the things that we kind of associate, you know, opening SCI Benner Township with. And are you a inaugural employee? Are you there from day one? I am here from day one. I was actually part of the closure of SCI Crescent, and at the same time, I was part of opening SCI Benner Township, so I was a shared staff member, and um, I, I joke and laugh whenever I do my new hire orientation, and I always say, I never want to do either or ever again throughout my career. So, yes, I have been here since day one. 
So with that, uh, a, a lot of the staff coming from SCI Crescent that closed, and I'm sure other staff coming from from other places to um, kind of staff up the new facility. What's the culture like there? What's the staff like? Um, what's uh, like a, a day in the life at, at SCI Benner Township? Well, you know, everybody had their own ways of the ways they think that it should be done. You know, SCI Crescent did it this way. SCI whatever did it this way. So everybody had their way. And in it truly, it wasn't until we actually opened up and we developed the Benner Township way. And and that took a little bit of time. It did. It did. And like I said, we eventually figured it out and we've become our own jail and we found our way of doing things. We work closely with Penn State. Um, a lot of internship programs we do every spring and fall, Penn State, um, we, we take their nurses and we do a fall and spring intern for um, them. We also are partnered with Penn State for the, uh, it's a RSO partnership. Reentry Services Offices? Correct, yeah. They, um, there's three topics that they discuss, financial literacy, effective communication, and written communication. So that's another thing that we do with Penn State. So we're, we're generally pretty involved with Penn State. Always nice to see, again, the community supporting the facility and the facilities supporting the community. Yes. Well, you know, because here's the thing, you know, you support these, you know, kids when you're going through school, you know, and one of the biggest things with the department right now is we're, we're in such need of, a, of staff, you know, so it's just like if, if you help these students, you know, they're, they're your potential employee, employees, you know, so we've always since we've opened tried to, you know, have a, a, a good relationship with Penn State. We are um, a supporter of the Canine Partners for Life. Um, we currently have five dogs here. They're all labs. Um, the program is um, on our K unit, which is our dorm style housing. Um, I'm a supporter of the dog program. Um, you know, the the population, the, the guys, they love it. You know, so I feel that it benefits our inmate population and it benefits the community as well. So that's another, I, th I guess, thing that we could say that benefits the community. What's the unique uh, programming or what makes SCI better uh, special? There's a lot of things that make us special. Um, you know, just like all facilities, we have our special units. You know, we have our RHU, DTU, we have an RTU, we have an SNU, and we have a TC, which is Therapeutic Community. Um, but just like we have um, a CI Laundry that we are kind of known for. So we do have a CI Laundry. Um, we have 15 locations. Um, four are non-DOC related, the rest are DOC customers, and we process approximately 7 million pounds of laundry a fiscal year. Um, 7 million we, pounds, that's a lot of uh, a lot of bed sheets. That is, that is. So whenever you talk about that, and then you look at the fact that we are, we have the transportation hub for the state. So all inmates that are transferred around the state are transferred through our transportation hub. And whenever I called the guys out at the hub last week, whenever I was preparing for this, and I'm like, all right, guys, like I need your total number of inmates that you've processed through this transportation hub. They've come up with approximately 105,000 inmates that they've moved through our transportation hub. Tell me a little bit about that, because I'm not sure I know what that is, a transportation hub. So if an if a inmate is being transferred from one facility, say uh, SCI Waymart to SEI Albion, from the northeast to the northwest, they make a stop at your facility? That is true. That is correct. So what will happen is is the transferring facility will load the guy, uh, whoever, on um, their bus with their property. They drive them to SCI Benner Township 
all the property comes off of their bus. It gets staged on these shelves that are outside of our transportation hub. The receiving facility picks up property and said inmate puts them on the bus and off they go to the receiving facility. Oh, that makes sense. So then it's not one, it's not the, the sending facility that has to make the whole trip. They, they kind of split it up. Correct. Because I guess you could say that we're kind of housed in the middle of the state. So it's it would be the transfer point. I, so, never, so the I new, never thought about the secret. You learn something new every day. Yeah. So in addition to this, um, um, Benner Township is actually in the process of building a state garage, um, which will eventually, when it is completed, will service, do general maintenance on all 16 dock buses. Benner Township is um, the sole site for um, the mobile um, CT and MRI scans throughout the state um, through correctional diagnostic imaging. So pretty much what that looks like is very similar to the transportation hub. You have guys all across the state that need CT scans and MRIs. So what they do is they move them. We have a housing unit where we, you know, they're housed and then they go out for their mobile CT MRI scans, which is conducted in a, you know, in a mobile unit on the backside of our facility. So that's also coordinated out of Benner Township. Right. So I think a lot of people might not realize if you think of the Pennsylvania Department of Corrections, you think of our facilities, maybe our community correction centers, but everything that uh, gets people to and from and supplies and uh, uh, infrastructure, that's all part of our department as well. So that's awesome that has to be accounted for. Yes. Yes, it does. We have um, the only facility in the state that has an active sweat lodge um, went into place in the fall. Um, we have approximately 25 um, Native Americans that are active with this. Um, there's a sweat ceremony that's conducted every quarter, so the next one coming up is going to take place in March. But so there's, yes, there's an active sweat lodge here. And what's the feedback been? I remember when that was being built. How how did that uh, turn out? And what's the feedback been to the, for the sweat lodge? I tell you what, it was a lot to put into place. And again, it was one of those things that you don't even realize, like everything that's involved with something like that until you're actually putting the plan of action together. But it was something that I think that staff at first were like, oh, my gosh, what is happening? But then on the day when they were building it and staff were like watching this happen and, and, and everything that was put into it, I can't. I, I think staff were actually a little interested in it. So, um the feedback wasn't nearly as bad as what I thought it was going to be. So because we'll this see. isn't something that this is this isn't something that uh, our people just guessed at, right? We had actual consultants um, from the Native American community to come and advise on building the sweat lodge in a way that um, is respectful of their uh, beliefs, right? That is correct. Yes, yes. So um, we all kind of learned something, you know, throughout the course of those three days. So, um, like I said, the next um, sweat ceremony is scheduled for March. So we'll see. I hope. I mean, the first ceremony, it went off without a hitch. Everything was great. You know, it, it couldn't have gone any better. I don't think so. So I just hope that the second one is is the same. Talk to me a little bit about the uh, the staff at Benner. I know uh, our facilities kind of have an outsized impact on the communities in which they reside, and and maybe your your sister facility there, SCI Rockview. Well, first. Talk about Rockview. You can see Rockview from your property, right? It, you, we share you the guys same work grounds. together? Yes. So we share the same grounds. Um, we share services um, such as warehouse, um, human resources, and then our business office. So we're all right here. And now, and, and it's funny that you should ask this because while my facility has five, approximately 555 
full-time employees, only about 40% live in Center County. So it's kind of like a commuter jail. Actually, one of the things I wanted to touch base with is our inmate population participates in all kinds of, I don't want to say fundraisers, but they do. So they'll donate, they'll purchase like, and I'll just use for example, Troy's is a restaurant, like a little hoagie restaurant um, type place that's down the street. So what they'll do is is they will do a fundraiser, the inmate population will, and they'll buy like, they'll have um, certain subs and stuff that are available for them to purchase. So they'll buy the hoagies and then certain monies of that will go to like a charity group. So it's kind of like they're supporting the community in one sense and then also supporting a charity also. It's just another way for them to give back to the, even while incarcerated folks still have the opportunity to give back to um, organizations and causes that mean something to them, right? Correct. Yes. You mentioned the CI laundry. Are there any other um, CI shops or educational vocational programming at uh, Benner Township? So we actually do. We have um, custodial maintenance. We have plumbing. We have um, electricity, um, business education, and we do have a barber shop with um, a licensed barber instructor. Um, We have a flagger force program, OSHA. So then we also have, you know, our educational programs. Um, We're going to start to offer a bachelor's degree with Penn State. In addition to um, the education, Rocky Blyer, um, the Pittsburgh Steeler, he is a participant in in, um, a program called Quarterbacks of Life. Its purpose was initiated, you know, for the inmate population to learn success and leadership techniques. And he comes and actually talks to the guys, right? So, yes, he does. Yes, he does. So um, the program is actually taught by our treatment specialists here, and it's facilitated about 90, about 90 minutes a week by our treatment specialists. But then in the end, Rocky Blair comes in and, you know, and he he actually does his speech and he meets with the inmate population. So it, it's something that the population seems to really enjoy. We're talking with Holly Quist. She's the superintendent's assistant at SCI Bennard Township. And as we all know, the superintendent's assistants are the folks that really run the facility at, at each of our jails. And so what's, uh, what's on the horizon for SCI Bennard Township? You've been in existence for about 10 years now. What's up next for the next year, 10 years and beyond? Well, I'm going to tell you, even from my desk, you know, since COVID, we are looking to just get back into, um, you know, the facilities have all been open, you know, pretty much back to normal since COVID. But I even know from my desk, you know, pre-COVID, we were doing our accreditations. So we're moving back in that direction again, where we're starting to prepare for, you know, ACA and just moving forward and getting back to, you know, a normal jail again. That's what we like in the DOC, right? A, A nice sense of normalcy. Normalcy is good. Thanks to Holly Quist and Christy Shank for pulling back the curtain on two more facilities. For up-to-date information on all things DOC, follow us on social media at Corrections PA on Facebook, X, and LinkedIn. On behalf of executive producer Kurt Bope, thank you for listening to the Pennsylvania Prisons and Parole podcast. Until next time.